Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Today I want to talk to you about moving day. Moving day. How many have nightmares of moving? Like you have a nightmare story of moving, right? We all do, like most of us do. And, and here's the deal. Some of you, I met several couples like, we're moving this week. And, and, and like they were like telling me all that they're stressed out about. Um, all of us at some point in time should move. You, teenager, you should move out of your parents' house. Amen, parents. Um, I mean, you should. It's healthy. It's good. It's good for everybody. It's really good for you, and it's really good for your parents. It's good for everyone. Um, like, can I just say the most messed up movie is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where, like, you've got Grandpa Joe in a bed until there's free chocolate, and now he's dancing around like a crazy man, like, free chocolate, I can go, right? I'm like, you, anyways, um, I don't know where that came from, but... All of us have stories, and kind of my biggest nightmare story I will share very quickly because I got a lot to get to. As I was helping my buddy Corey move from Norman, Oklahoma to Miami, Florida. Not Miami, Miami, Florida. And um, he got a Penske truck. He's like, hey, can you help me drive? And several of us um, helped him drive. And we get just outside of Destin. And, and to kind of put this in perspective, Destin, Florida is the halfway point to Miami. So I thought, man, we're rolling into Destin. I'm like, we're almost there. And he's like, bro, we're halfway there. I'm like, dad, come it. You know, like, I did, like we're in Florida. What do you mean we're halfway there? We've got to go all the way down the panhandle. I'm like, oh, I hate panhandles, right? And so um, we're, we're going down, and all of a sudden, an hour outside of Tallahassee, his, this Penske truck starts smoking. And I mean smoking and rattling and like bad to where he calls and I'm in a truck following him um, that, that's a way nicer ride than the Penske. He's like, hey, we're gonna have to pull over. Something ain't right. And so I'm following him. It's like, it looked like a spy car that has like a dust machine behind it, right? Like a smoke, smoke machine. He pulls into this, this, this uh, convenience store, this gas station. He stops, turns it off, and it just goes bloosh like this in a uh, just a cloud of smoke totally covers the, the moving truck. I start busting out laughing. Corey gets out. He's so mad right now. He's like, can you believe this? I'm like, I can't believe this. Can you believe this? Because you can't even see the moving truck. And he's like losing it. And if you get angry and if you get mad, I'm one of the worst people to have around. <laughs> Just ask my wife. She will tell you. Because like when Casey gets mad, I'm like, aren't you cute? Um, but doesn't always work out well, but so he calls Penske. We have to drive back an hour to Tallahassee, so we're going backwards now and get there and get a new truck. Well, we get there about five in the morning. They don't open until six in the morning, so we have to wait an hour. Then we back it up to another truck, and we have to move all the stuff from this truck to that truck. Men, you understand the gravity of what I just said. Because when you pack a truck, it is like the game of Tetris. And if you can't get everything in a truck, it's like you might as well just question your manhood, right? Like you're just like, am I really a man if I can't get it all in one load? And so we're having to pack it backwards. Like we're having to reverse pack this thing 
and we're sweating because it's the middle of Florida. We finally get it packed. Now this car won't go over 55 miles an hour, and it's rattling the whole time. All the way down to Miami, Florida, and then we get there, and there's all these other things that happen. It was just, it was an absolute nightmare. But here's the problem with moving, is not moving wasn't an, wasn't an alternative either. Like, he had to move. And you understand that there's times and seasons you've sold your house, you're moving into a new house, you've, you've, you've met the lease on your apartment and you're moving into a house, or your parents are finally kicking you out because you're 52 and you're still playing video games and they're like, son, it's time, right? It's time. Like, it, you, you're moving out and not moving out is not an option and yet there's a lot of us spiritually that we're still stuck where we shouldn't be. Right? We're still stuck at a place God's going, no, 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 you're not supposed to be there. You should be moving. And here's the crazy thing is that when I look at moving for my life, I get excited because most of the time, and hopefully this has been true for most of you, you're moving from an apartment to a house. There's a big difference. When you go from apartment life to house life, you're like, whoa, like I got more than just a room, right? Like I got a house. I got some things that now I can start being a hoarder, right? And and we're like, whoa. And so every move, I would get really excited about where we aren't just moving out of, but where we're moving into. And that's what I want us to understand today, is that today when it comes to your spiritual life, it's not just about you moving out, but it's about you moving in. Right? It's not just about what you're leaving behind, but it's what are you stepping into. And in Romans chapter 6, verse 1 through 2, out of the message, it says this. So what do we do? Keep on sinning so God can keep on forgiving. I should hope not. If we've left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there? Or didn't you realize we packed up and left there for good? Right? Like Some of you are living in a house that you were never called to, 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 to dwell in. And God's saying, how can you live here when I'm moving you over here? It, it, it's not just about what you're moving out of, it's about what you're moving into. That's what should get you excited. You're moving out of what you used to be and who you used to be and what you used to do because God's calling you into who he's wanting you to be and what he's wanting you to do and giving you your, your purpose and the will and the, man, just you're calling on your Life. So how do you and I move out and move in? How do we pack up and leave the place that we used to live for good? Two things. Two things for us today. First thing is this. As individuals, we have to be intentional and prepared. We have to be intentional and prepared when it comes to moving out and moving in. I had some friends. Um, I am now the ripe old age of 45 years old, and I'm gonna just make this disclaimer. If you want help moving, I am not your guy anymore. I'm 45, I've aged out. Like, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just telling you. All of you in your 30s below, you're still in. Like, you're still committed. I'm just, I'm just being honest. Like, now, when I get out of bed and sometimes I hurt just because I slept wrong, I have no business moving people anymore. Like, that's, that's the rule. So, um, I, but in my 30s, I had some friends that said, hey, 
man, we need help moving on Saturday morning at 8 a.m. And I'm like, 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll be there. I'm like, are you going to be ready? We will be ready. We will be ready for you to grab stuff, throw it in the U-Haul, and rock and roll. And I'm like, okay, you're sure? And they're like, yes, 8 a.m., yes. I'm like, okay, I'll be there 8 a.m., ready to go. I show up at 8 a.m., there are no boxes made. The boxes are still flat like they bought them from the U-Haul. There's no boxes taped. There's nothing packed. I'm there at 8 a.m. They're still in their pajamas. And I'm like, it's 8 a.m. I'm missing Bugs Bunny cartoons right now, suckers. Like, I'm mad. And it's, I'm like, it's 8 a.m. And what have you, well, we decided to go movies last night. Come again? Like, you say it in my good ear, because I, I swear you decide to go to a movie instead of being adult and pack your junk up, right? And they're like, no, 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 so, so can you help us? Oh, I'm going to help you. <laughs> so I started taping boxes, and they're like, can you label it? I'm like, no, I'm not writing. There's no writing happening right now. Nothing's getting labeled. And then they want to be like, well, that doesn't go with that. So, oh, I'm like, it goes. Like, so I just went into the pantry, and I just started clearing stuff in boxes. And then I went and got something that has nothing to do with food, and I got electronics and put it by all the canned goods so that it breaks. And they're like, but those don't go. I go, it goes together today because you didn't get ready. You didn't get prepared. So now it's my time. Right? It's my time now. I'm like, we're going. And here's the deal. It was a mess. I'm pretty sure they still haven't found everything. I am pretty. It was a mess. Why? Because they weren't prepared and they weren't intentional about getting ready to move. And can I tell you, some of your lives, it's the same way. Your life's a mess. And the only reason it's a mess is because you haven't been intentional about moving from the old lifestyle you used to live about moving from the old habits you used to have. Some of you, it's about moving from the old relationships you used to have and stepping into the relationship God wants you to have and the responsibility he wants to give you and the calling and the purpose he wants you to chase after. And you don't get from that to this without being intentional and being prepared. Here's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 6, verse 3. It says, or didn't you realize, right? How can you still live in your old house? Picks right up. Or didn't you realize we packed up and left there for good? That's what happened in baptism. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind us, and we came up out of the water, and we entered into the new country of grace and a new life, a new life in a new land. Man, some of you, you haven't, you haven't entered into the new place that God has for you. And hear me, this, this is going to be a hard message for just a little bit. Some of you, you're not still struggling with sin, you've surrendered to it. There's a big difference, right? Hear, hear me, all of us are imperfect. All of us are going to mess up. And there's a big difference between mess ups and being imperfect and surrendering to a lifestyle or to sin on a constant basis. And, and, and here's how you kind of know if you just, man, I've just surrendered to it instead of struggling with it. You start saying things, well, like, like this, well, this is just who I am. No, this is just who you've settled into being. You say, well, God made me this way. Or you've stopped thinking it's wrong altogether. 
right? And you're living into an old place, doing old things, being the old person that God's saying, no, 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 it's time for you to be intentional about moving out of who you used to be, and today's your moving day. Today's your moving day. Today's the day you decide to be intentional and get prepared and see change happens, right? So today, my challenge to you as your pastor is stop excusing it and get prepared and be intentional about who God has called you to be. The second thing about how do we, grow, how do we move out and move in is this, is that grown-ups move. Grown-ups, we move, right? It's what we do. The most cold-hearted, sly, backhanded gift I've ever gotten in my entire life was my graduation gift from my parents. I thought, you know, I'm, I'm graduating college. This was a monumental moment. Maybe I'll get a new car. Nope, no new car. Maybe I'll get a vacation. No, 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 no vacation. Maybe, maybe they'll just give me cash because every graduate loves cash, right? Like every, everybody loves cash, no cash. Here's what my parents got me. Boom. Yeah. Three-piece luggage, Jaguar, Hunter Greens. That is literally the luggage that was given to me. And here's what they were saying. Hey, Justin, it's been a great 18 years, right? But it's time for you to grow up and move out. Like, it's time for you to go. You know, call us if you want to come home. Call us if you're coming home for summer. But, like, go. Like, here, here's luggage. Pack your junk up and go go, right? They'd, and I'm like, wow, you know, like I thought, I thought we had a thing going. No, no, it's go time for you, right? Like it's, it's move along time. And, and here's what I understood is that it is what grown-ups do. We, we, we move. It's what we do. And some of us, <coughs> a simple truth is it's time for us to grow up and move. It really is. It's time for us to stop excusing. It's time for us to start doing the hard thing and grow up and become, because here's the deal. It's not that just God wants to make you into a new person and give you a new purpose. He wants to give you new responsibilities. Can I tell you, that means growing up. Because growing up receives and takes on the duty of responsibilities. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we know 1 Corinthians 13, right? It's the love chapter. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is butterflies. It's all these things, right? And Paul goes and, and talks about how awesome love is. But right in the middle of it, in verse chapter 11, he says this, when I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things, right? I spoke I thought and reasoned as a child, but when I grew up, I, everybody say I, I, I put away childish things. You have to put childish things away or childish things will put you away, right? And you've got to stop talking like and thinking like and reasoning like a child and learn to grow up. So let me give you a few things that will tell you if you're still thinking and reasoning and speaking in a childish way. The first thing is this. If you keep saying it's not fair, it's childish. Well, this isn't fair. Welcome to the club, man. Like if you read Job, I just got done reading Job. Like the Bible. Like Job was God's favorite person on the whole earth. And what happens? 
Satan's like, hey, I bet I can turn him, and God's like, you're on. Go at it. You just can't kill him. I'm like, God, don't ever treat me like Job. Like, can I just be on? I just feel like, no, 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 no. And I know he was blessed the second part of his life more than the first part, but I just, no. I just, let's, let's just keep this thing going. We got a good thing right now, right? It wasn't fair. And some of us, we keep complaining about our life, and we keep saying, well, it's not fair you got to put away childish reason. It's not fair, but what are you going to do about it? Just like we talked about during prayer time in the Egyptians, it wasn't fair that the Egyptians were persecuting the Israelites, but instead of pouting, they became powerful. Instead of pouting, they became fruitful. Instead of pouting, pouting, they became a nation, and it freaked the Egyptians out. And what are you doing? Are you still staying in a childish, speaking, reasoning, understanding, thinking way, or are you going to grow up and put away childish things? Well, it's someone else's fault that my life is like this. Hear me, man, this is not to diminish what has happened to you. There are some of you that horrible things have happened to, and I'm, I'm sorry, and I wish I could undo it, but I can't. But here's what I will tell you. Letting someone or something other than Christ control and dictate your present and your future, man, it's, it's childish. You got to put away that childish thing and step into growing. When I became a man, when I became a woman, I've got to put it away, right? I'm no longer going to be a victim. Here's the other thing I got to keep moving. I got to keep moving. It's this. Excuse me. It's childish to do what's convenient instead of what's right. Let me read that again. It's childish to do what's convenient instead of what's right. I tell you, it's never, the right, it's never the wrong time to do the right thing. And some of, some of you, you, let me, let me talk. To, can we get uncomfortable for just a moment here? Tense, tense moment. I, I'll lean into tense moments. Like Casey's like, did you make him mad? I'm like, I hope so. Um, but um, <laughs> some of us, we know how we're living is wrong, but it's convenient. And instead of doing what's right, we're still doing what's convenient. Let, let's flesh this out a little bit more. Let's just call it out. Some of you are living together and you're not married. Oh, oh, I know people, right? I'm like, I do too, right? And hear me, as your pastor, I'm not trying to be mean. I want what's best for you. And hey, doing what's convenient is not the same as doing what's right. And you know, you, you know this today. You know this. And so if you're going to step into becoming who God's called you to be, don't do what's convenient. Do what's right. There's a big, big difference. Because until you do what's right instead of what's convenient, you won't accept the responsibility God wants to give you in this moment. So here's my challenge to you. When it comes to your personal walk and your personal life, man, be intentional. Be prepared. If there's going to be a moving day in your spiritual life and your awakening, and you're going to get away from the way life has been, some of you, the reason that life is dysfunctional is you're still staying in the dysfunction. And it is your moving day to move out of the dysfunction and into what God has for you. And that means you got to be prepared, you got to be intentional, and you got to choose to grow up and not do what's convenient, but do what is right. So, so that is us as people. But today I want to talk to us as a church. 
Because there is a move, there's moving that needs to happen in us as a church body, as Foundation Church, right? So we've talked about us as individuals. I want to talk to us about where we're going as a church. Many of you know we've already put the picture up, but if you can put it back up, Carla, we're moving in the near future. I'm not going to give you a date. Some of you are waiting. You're like, what's the date? Hopefully we will announce a date next month of when we are moving. Not that we're moving next month, but we will announce a date next month of when we are are moving. Read my lips. No new taxes. So, um, but we are moving to 71st and 129th. And can I tell you, the purpose of this is for us to reach more people. Let me say that again. The purpose of us moving is for us to reach more people. Amen? Amen. Right. We're not a country club. We are a church. And, and, and here's what I want you to know. Have you ever tried to tell somebody how to get to this church building? It is like the hardest thing in the world. Well, we're off Highway 44, but not really. We're on a service road, but not really. Do you know where the Best Buy is? I know where the Best Buy is. We're west of the Best Buy. Okay, I know where, right where you're at, but you don't really know where we're at. This is on the southeast corner of 71st and 129th. And there are, <laughs> boom, thank you. And here's the deal. This, this is going to be great because the auditorium will seat about 700 people. That's a lot, lot bigger. The children's area is two to three times bigger than what we currently have. Yes, this is a moment to be excited about. So, so here's, here's one of the things you need to know, the change that is coming. We are going back to two services, Foundations Church. Praise Jesus. I'm so tired. <laughs> so our new service times are going to be 9 o'clock and 10.30. Yes, you get 30 extra minutes, like daylight savings time every day. Like, wow, right? 9 and 10.30. And here's what I want you to know. We are going to be starting our new service times December 26th. Here's why. Because we are hoping to move fairly early next year, and we want to get everyone used to the new time. But here's what I'm really excited about is that second service, you get to see some people from first and some people from third, but our first and third service, they don't even get to see one another. And this is going to be such a great thing for us to be better together, for us to truly be a church. And so that is one of the things that are coming our way as we are moving. A couple of the other things that are coming our way is that we will be starting an FC midweek service starting in the fall of 2022. Um, so... What does that mean? That means teenagers are still going to have the run of the auditorium and the lobby. Adults, we will be doing a Bible study together on Wednesday nights to go deeper in the Word. Discipleship, we've heard it. Some of you want discipleship. Some of you want to go deeper. We're going to have a facility in which we can do that. So teenage parents, you don't just have to drop your, parent, your kids off and be in purgatory for an hour and a half while your kids are there, right? You're like, what do I do for an hour and a half? There's not enough time to watch a movie, but there's too much time to just go back home, right? Um, so we're going to have a Bible study for you parents, but also we're going to have something for every kid that from birth to fifth grade, for all, pretty much all the way through high school, happening on Wednesday night, starting in the fall of 2022. The other thing is we're going to have a sand volleyball pit that we build for our teenagers, right, so that they have something to actually do that we're excited about. We're going to be planning on doing big family days like we're doing today on a more regular basis. 
basis. Eventually, in the near future, when we get into the building, we want to build an outdoor cooking area and picnic tables to where we're grilling out, we're hanging out, and we're being a church family because we are better together. And there are, I'm really, really excited about all that is coming ahead of us because we are moving out of this place into that place, and there's a moving day coming so that we can reach more people. But here's what I want us to know. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says this, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. God has good things for us to do as a church, Foundations. He's got great things for us to do as a church. And this is just a small sample of what's coming our way. But it's time to get going and do the, do, and do the good things. As a church, it's time to get going and do the good things. So what do we have to do to start doing the good things that God is calling us to? Here's what I'm going to tell you. We need our members. We, we talk about ownership, that our members are owners, right? Because, man, if you are a member, like, like it's the difference between renting a house and owning a house. If I'm renting a house and there's something wrong with the sprinklers, or something breaks on the toilet, I tell the landlord, hey, you own this thing. I need you to fix this, right? If you, if you own the house and that toilet breaks and, and the sprinkler breaks, I call someone because I don't know how to fix it, right? But it's still my responsibility to fix it. But, but it's up to you to get that fixed. Why? Because you are an owner. And for far too long, churches have come in and our members have come in like the pastor needs to do this and the pastor needs to do this and the staff needs to do this. But that's not the way the Bible has called us to do this. We are called to be owners of what God is doing. It's not Justin's church. It's our church, guys. This is our church, and this is what he is calling us to do. And so here's what I need as your pastor. I need our members to stay generous in their giving. We need you to keep giving, but we need you to start serving. We need you. I'm going to say this. First time in 13 years as a pastor, I'm saying this. I need you to start serving. If we're going to do all the good deeds that God is calling us to do, we cannot do it unless we're using all the gifts that he has given and put and placed in our life. Let me give you where we are on the needs. For our AVL department, that means our lights, our sound, our video, our cameras, right? We have 13 people serving currently, and we need 20 new volunteers in that area alone. You may be like, well, Justin, I don't know how to run sound. You're the perfect candidate, right? We'll train you. I don't know how to run a camera. All you do is point it and leave it, right? Set it and leave it. Like it's, it's like an infomercial. We will train you on what to do. Our FC Kids has 62 volunteers right now. We need 22 new volunteers in our FC Kids. Our FC students has 10 volunteers, and we need 10 new volunteers in our FC students. In these two areas, we need men to step up. And let me tell you why. Because there's a lot of kids that are in our FC students and our FC kids on Sunday morning that they have no male godly man making an influence in their life. And we need our men to step up. We need, our, we need you to step up and serve in this vital area that's affecting the next generation. Man, we, we need you to do this. We need, we need uh, 23 greeters going forward in the parking lot and in the lobby, because can I tell you, all you greeters, you are awesome, but you are the first impression anybody gets. 
before a music note is played, before there's a video, before there's some messed up guy preaching, they encounter you, right? It's a greeter, and are they having a friendly experience or is nobody talking to them? We need 10 new ushers to volunteer, to us. All you have to not do is fumble. That's it. Here it is. We need a total of 85 new volunteers. 85 new volunteers. And Foundation Church, I need your help. As your pastor, I need your help. Ephesians says this, chapter 4, verse 11. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and the teachers. And their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. And this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever. They sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth and love, growing in every way, more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. And when we do this, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part, the children's ministry, the youth ministry, the AVL, the greeters, the ushers, do its own special work and it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. First Peter 4.10 says this, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. We need 85 new volunteers, but here's the great thing. The solution sitting right here. That's, this isn't like an unsolvable problem, right? This isn't like you're sitting in trig going, I got no clue what you're saying right now. Amen. We need 85 new volunteers in Foundation Church. We can do this. We, 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 we can knock this second service. Here's what I would love is that we answer it all and third service doesn't even get a chance. Just be selfish like that. So here's how serious we are. We're gonna ask, I'm gonna ask Carla, will you turn the house lights up right now? And on the back, in the seat back in front of you, there's a QR code. I'm asking, for the first time, I'm asking you to get your phone out and do something. So, so put Facebook away, Instagram away, all that stuff, and scan that QR code. If you're not serving right now, hey, and nobody's judging you, I, like, I'm, I'm like, whoa, we got people scanning something, right? Scan that QR code in front of you, and it's going to take you to a place, to, a, to our website, for you to get signed up to serve. And let's, this isn't something we got to pray about. Man, we know God's given us giftings to do it. Let's be people that are doing what God has called us to do. For all our online people, we have a link on our website that will take you right to where you need to go so that you can serve. Because James chapter 2, verse 17 says this, so you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. And can I tell you, I know some of you are still trying to figure out what's a QR code. We'll explain it <laughs> later. We'll explain it. I could go so many places right now with this. Our faith, we got to have faith, but faith's got to produce works. And can I tell you, there's some of our volunteers Man, they've been serving 
all three services for the last two years. And COVID hit our volunteer and our serving big time. And as your pastor, we, got, we have so many amazing things coming ahead of us. But our ability to grow and reach more people is directly tied to our willingness to serve. It is. And so here's, here's how I'm going to end this. This is my nasty sponge that I wash my car with, right? And it's, it's wet because I already did this illustration. But before, it was crusty and nasty. It smelled mildewy. Um, it, it just felt old and, and crusty. And some of you feel crusty. I'm just playing. Um, some of you feel old and you smell. Um, but... Can I tell you, some of you, you just don't feel like you've grown in a long time spiritually. And the reason is this, is because God put something in you a long time ago, but you never were squeezed out. You were never used, right? Fish is going to kill me. And you're still wanting God to put something new in you, but he can't put anything else new in you until you use what he's already put in you. And he's saying, man, if you would just be squeezed and used, then you can come back to me and be full, filled back up so that I can pour back out. And you can be filled back up so that I can pour back out. And some of you, it's time for you to be squeezed out so that God can do a new work in you, right? So you can be squeezed out so you can reach new people for his kingdom. You're being squeezed out and used so that the church can grow and reach more people. And guys, we've got to be the people and the followers of Christ that God is calling us to be. Otherwise, we're going to be a crusty old spot. It's true. And he's given you gifts and he's given you abilities. But are you moving? And I pray that today is a moving day for our church because Foundation Church, we've got to move. The other day I went to a restaurant in Broken Arrow called Bramble. I'm turning my iPad off. I'm done. And at this restaurant, um, I was sitting there. I'm like, man, this looks like a church, right? And sure enough, it was a First Presbyterian Church in Broken Arrow. And now that church is closed down because it became old. Nobody was willing to be the church. Nobody was willing to bring new people. Nobody was willing to give. Nobody was willing to serve. They stopped being the body of Christ that God called us to be. Nobody kept doing their part. And as a result, now there are a, they, this church is a restaurant now. And I sat there, and at first I was like, man, this is really cool. But then I thought, how sad, how, how sad that this is how the church ended up. And hear me, Foundation Church, I know we're not close to this now, but this can be us just as easily if we don't continue to be used and squeezed and purposed for God's calling on our life. And it's about us as the church. Because hear me, man, I, I believe this to my core. Our best is yet to come, Foundation Church. Our good days are ahead of us. And we're going to see countless lives change. But we can't do it unless we are willing to move. And let's make today our moving day. Not just for us as individuals, but us as a church. We got to move into where God is calling us to be. And it's got to be a we thing, not a me thing. Because together, man, we are way better and we can see the impossible happen. Let's pray. Lord, I love you and I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for what you are doing in this body of believers. And Lord, there's some of us that it is time for us to go from consuming to contributing. And Lord, I pray that we would be a church that we move today. That there would be movement that happens in our life. Because we see a need and we meet a need. We see a need and we meet a need. And we've got all the solution 
that we need for the new volunteers sitting right here and watching online. So God, we're at a great place, but let us be people of action. Lord, let us be people of purpose. Let us be intentional today as a church. And let us not just believe in great things. Don't just let us pray for great things, but let us serve in a humble way using the gifts and the talents and the abilities you put inside of us for something bigger than building our own castles, but in building your kingdom and affecting, affecting the next generation. Lord, in making people feel welcomed. They've never been to church before. Lord, what, what a great calling you have for your church. So Lord, let us be the church you're calling us to be. Not the church we are right now, but the one you're calling us to be. Because God, you're doing great things. You're doing phenomenal things. And Lord, it's just getting started. So let us move. Let us be people in a church of movement today. And let this be our moving day. With heads bowed and eyes closed today, if you're here. You say, Justin, I'm here I mean, when you said, put away childish things, to do what's right over what's convenient, that's me. That's me. And I need to move. I need to move. There, there's a moving day that needs to happen. And, and hear me, I'm not going to preach this sermon all over again. Today, you, you know, if there's a move that needs to happen in your spiritual walk, in your spiritual life, I'm going to count to three, and all I want you to do is move. It's to raise your hand and we're gonna lead you in a prayer to change your life. Some of you, it's about moving back to the relationship and becoming the man and the woman of God he's called you to be. And some of you, it's about making a first time decision. But today, if that's you, man, move. Move to where God is calling you to go and who he's calling you to be. If that's you, when I get to three, just raise your hand. One, two, Three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me. Yep, there's one. There's two. Is there anyone? There's three. Is there anyone else? You join these. Yep, there's four. There's five. Is there anyone else? Man, this is your moving day. And this is something for you to be excited about today, saying, Justin, there's a move that needs to happen in my life. And I can get mad or I could get busy becoming the man and the woman of God he's called me to be. Is there anyone else? You join these five hands that are lifted before we go any further in service today. You just say, Justin, that's me. That's me, and there's a move that needs to happen in me. If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me, and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. And God, I just confess that there's a move that needs to happen in my life. I confess that I've sinned and that I'm not the person I should be. But I ask for your forgiveness. And God, I turn from the life that I was living and I move towards the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.